this weird creature? Hatched from the egg of a rooster, but incubated by a toad, and yet somehow the Serpent King? But don't you dare look at it, because if you happen to catch a glance from the basilisk, then this strange reptile is the last thing you'll ever see. If you're like me, the only time you've ever really thought about a basilisk is when you're reading or watching the Chamber of Secrets, like most people. However, people have been terrified of the Serpent King for decades, centuries even. The word basilisk comes from the Greek basiliskos, meaning little king. And yes, the Greek origin story of this legendary reptile actually claims the serpent is pretty little. In fact, not more than 12 fingers in length. So why is this tiny serpent referred to as the Serpent King? Generally, according to Greek mythos, the basilisk has a sort of diadem or crown-shaped crest upon its head. The way a basilisk moves may also lend to its nickname of Serpent King. The basilisk does not slither and flex like most snakes, but rather moves forward with its head held loftily upright. But what truly makes people fear this Serpent King is how deadly and evil it is. The basilisk has poisonous venom, yes, but its gaze is what's truly lethal. One glance and you're as dead as if you'd been bitten. So by now, you're definitely imagining a King Cobra kind of deal, just like in Harry Potter, yeah? And you definitely aren't wrong, at least until we get to medieval times anyways. Here the basilisk starts to take on some characteristics of a cockatrice, which I had never heard of, but is a two-legged serpent or dragon with the head of a rooster. So how did the basilisk come to resemble a rooster-headed serpent all of a sudden? Well, by being hatched from the egg of a rooster, incubated by a snake or toad, of course. And with this new genetic modification came the supposed ability to breathe fire. The basilisk's ability to kill, whether by gazing into the eyes of its victim, breathing fire, or with its poisonous venom, were no longer apparently enough to terrify people. As time passed, the speculation as to why this serpent was just so deadly caused others to question its abilities. One man, Alexander Neckham, believed it wasn't the creature's glare that killed, but that the basilisk was corrupting the air and killing people that way. A century later, another man, Pietro D'Abano, claimed he too believed birds that flew over the basilisk could be killed because of its abilities to corrupt the airwaves. Other men believe that the basilisk venom is so powerful that it could kill even if it only touched something that the victim was also touching. For example, a sword. So if you stuck a sword in the, in the basilisk, you're gonna die because the venom is gonna go up the sword and into you and kill you. Uh, but most people also agreed that the snake's breath alone was poisonous enough to kill you. Although the basilisk is deadly and nearly impossible to kill, it does have three possible weaknesses. Weasels roosters, and mirrors. You know, three terrifying things. Weasels are the only animals with the ability to face a basilisk and attack it. They're somehow also immune to the venom of a basilisk, so they can completely kill a basilisk. Other legends say that if a basilisk sees itself in a mirror or hears a rooster's crow, it will die immediately. In fact, people used to walk around with roosters in areas where basilisks were common, just to keep them away, you know, and they'd uh, encourage the rooster to crow often. <laughs> in 
Using a mirror to kill a basilisk is heard in many stories, such as one of the more famous accounts of a basilisk sighting in Warsaw, Poland. This tale tells of two young girls who go missing one afternoon while they're playing and are found lying motionless at the bottom of the cellar stairs by the nursemaid. The nursemaid goes down the stairs to retrieve the bodies while the young girl's mother looks on, only to see the nursemaid slumped down onto the ground after stepping foot into the cellar. Others try to retrieve the bodies as well and find out what's going on in the cellar that's paralyzing and killing these people, but none seem to be successful at all. One of the king's wise men declares that he believes that a basilisk is what is killing these people and that the only way that anybody can retrieve the bodies and and get rid of the basilisk is for somebody to go into the cellar clothed in full leather and covered in mirrors in every direction and grab the basilisk with a rake. So... Obviously, nobody volunteers to do this because everybody who's gone down into the cellar has died immediately for unknown causes, except to this wise man who believes it's a basilisk. So shortly after this starts happening and people are going down into the cellar and dying, trying to figure out what's going on, a man who is passing through town is arrested and he's charged for murder. He's about to be executed. But the young girl who had perished initially, her father requests the king that this man be made to go down into the cellar and retrieve the basilisk so that nobody else will perish. So the king agrees, you know, this man's basically gonna die anyways, so we might as well sacrifice him trying to get this deed done. And so they clothe him in a full leather garb and he's covered in mirrors head to toe and he has these giant glass spectacles on so that he really can't see what's going on. They're kind of reflective. And he goes down into the cellar with one rake in one hand and a giant flame, flaming torch in the other hand so that he can try and kill and retrieve this basilisk. So it actually works. He goes down into the cellar, he corners the basilisk, he burns it, it dies. He brings it up to the old man. The old man says, it's a basilisk! And then that's basically where the story ends. There's really no more information here. That's the end of the account of all of these people who had gathered when this man went into the cellar, they all supposedly saw this thing. Who knows? Anyways, this this story happened in Warsaw, Poland, and you can actually go to Warsaw, Poland and see the area where this was supposed to have happened. There's a cool basilisk sculpture above the door, and you can go to this spot still where this man supposedly found a basilisk and brought him up from the cellar dead for the people to examine. So that's pretty cool. So what does one do with the dead basilisk? Well, you could use its blood to convert copper into Spanish gold, or perhaps its ashes to turn silver into gold. Sounds great, right? Uh, don't forget you'll have to kill one first. Basilisks, though not real, may have began as actual serpent kings. King cobras possess many of the same characteristics as the ancient Greek basilisk, and some species of cobras actually spit their venom often into the eyes of their prey. So, it's not that far of a leap to imagine that stories of cobras spitting venom would eventually turn into, you know, a rooster-headed cobra that kills you with one glance? I mean, sure, you could buy it, right? If looks could kill, huh? 
Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fairy Tall Tales. You've got Megan, it's a creature feature talking about basilisks today. Stay tuned for some truly gruesome and twisted fairy tales and true crime stories on next week's full-length episode of Fairy Tall Tales. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating or a review and get at us on all the social things at Fairy Tall Tales. We'll see you next week and Sarah will be back. too believed this and believed that birds that flew over the basilisk could be killed because of the basilisk <laughs> damn it why is basilisk so hard to say you know keeping the basilisks basilisks <laughs> get basilisk <laughs> I have a rooster! Get back, Skullis! Daisy got back, Skullis! <laughs> <laughs>